Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Life's Exponential Impact. My name is John Randolph, and I am here with Ray Porton. So we are both educators trying to explore how one person can make a difference by creating influential ripple effects in the world around us, not only in the educational field, but throughout our daily lives. You know, it is said that in a lifetime, one person can have an effect on up to 75,000 people throughout their lifetime simply by their interactions alone. So every action we are involved in creates a wave of influence throughout those around us. And this happens through model behavior or our social interactions and our emotional responses to everyday life events. Whether it's at home, with our families, at the grocery store, or wherever you find yourself, every opportunity to put that ripple effect in motion surrounds us. So once again, welcome to Life's Exponential Impact. Hey, John, how we doing today? Doing all right. It's been a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, we took a little, we took a little break. I think it was needed as much as I love doing this. Like, this year has just been crazy so far, and I, I don't know if I could have managed, like, producing these putting these together it, it, it you hit it right in the top of the head it's it's been crazy it's been exhausting it's been interesting to say the least i guess you're saying and you know and that's it's the educational field in general uh but still i think it, it's just one of those years where everybody's trying to get back into the swing of things not knowing what those swing of things are well i i think you know you're right like and, and I, let me start by saying, I will 100% take this school year over being remote any day of the week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like remote was fine. We made it work and, and we, we handled it. We handled it well. But like, man, I will take being in person and all that that brings along with it over remote anytime. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You, you can't. I never want to go back to remote. <laughs> so now. You know, like it made me think, though, like we, we've talked a lot about how any person, no matter what their role, what they, you know, who they are, they can make a huge impact on the world. So I was thinking, though, like we've been looking at this for this last school year and everything we talk. I know I talk with a ton of administrators all over the country and world. And and so we're not just focused on education, but leadership. So what happens when you're in a role of leadership? What are the things that you do or can do that can have that exponential impact, you know, in your environment, yep. your culture, yep. your community, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's, I think that's the tough one right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, I feel like it's a little more difficult in education right now, but at the same time, you know, I, I talked to my wife quite a bit about it and, you know, she's um, interviewing, I should say, um, to take on a couple of leadership roles at her at her work and so her and i are always talking we talk with a brother he's a, a senior director with a company uh out here in northern illinois but those are the things that seem that keep coming up when we talk about this you know, okay so as a leader what do you do what am i supposed to do and there, there's so much around it but i think that that important co component is um having that impact on people not just with work but how they feel how they think about themselves, how they think about the company or the school or the district or wherever they're at, you know, how, how, family. Do they, how, do, <laughs> yes. How do they fit in? Um, are they wanted? Are they cared about? So there's all these little things that um, just need to, to happen. And sometimes we don't think about those. I think that's one of the 
uh, I'm really going to enjoy this podcast because I think that's what we're going to focus on, right? Just what are those little things that we can do as leaders to help support, not only help support, but, you know, just really make staff and, and, and people that work for you just feel wanted, feel yeah. comfortable, feel like they are part of something and not just some cog in the wheel, so to speak. Um, and then the other side of that is how are we supporting each other as leaders? You know, like, because like your, your exponential impact can go upward or, or parallel, or, you know, or it doesn't have to just go down to the people that you're, you're, you're working, you know, to, to lead, but it, it, how are we supporting each other? How are we supporting, you know, our superiors, our bosses, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, what made me think about it is, um, you know, so her birthday was this past weekend and, and she mentioned that her company had never uh, said happy birthday to her, right? And it, it just made me think. And I watched her and how it made her feel. I'm like, wow, something as small as just simply putting it out there. Hey, happy birthday. Like that is such a small piece, but has such a huge impact on how she feels, how she feels about um, the company itself, like as a whole. So it's like, is that the perception now of, this company based on the fact that they simply didn't say happy birthday. So now I'm, I'm going to dive into this a little bit. So she's worked for this company for a while now, right? Yeah. About nine years. Okay. So in the nine years, she's had nine birthdays at least, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and is this something you remember her ever saying before? Is this like a, in the moment right now, this is how she's feeling. And it could be because of exterior reasons too. Good question. No, it's something that she has mentioned in the past, right? It, ha it has been something that's um, she's brought up a couple times and it's like, okay, maybe next year or it's something that just kind of gets pushed aside. Okay, whatever. But I think it's compounded itself. It's like, okay, come on, you guys. And is she thinking of it in the terms of like the management of the company or even like coworkers and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think all around. All around. Okay. All around. Well, I shouldn't say that because there are coworkers that, um, she works really well with and that did okay but at the same time is that but there are those that did not right so is that sort of this culture piece yeah like the organization like how piece. is an organization yeah. are we handling it yep exactly and the reason why i asked if it was a like a in the moment thing is because i know right now we have people that are struggling with all sorts of stuff in life with feeling anxiety and stress and and fear for their health and their family's health and all these different things and so I think some of those little things like, oh, nobody wished me a happy birthday are like brought to the top now because it's like yeah. something direct yeah. that somebody could have done for them that they didn't, you know? Yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, this, this time was um, the most I've seen it. Impact. Okay. But it doesn't yeah. change the fact that what she said is, is such a telling statement of how something simple like an organization, a leadership team remembering to acknowledge people's birthdays you know, um, yeah. how that can have such an impact on, on the people. Exactly. It's, um, it was just something that hit me pretty hard. It's like, wow, you know, just us as leaders, uh, are we missing those things? Do leaders miss those things? And do we talk about those things? Do we talk about how we can make those little impacts? Now, now I, I want to push back a little bit. All right. Because like, I know as a as leading an organization, you know, one of the things we also have to do is make sure we're moving the organization forward and yes. we can't always just, 
you know, stop to have a party. Like I think of that, the, I, I'm a huge fan of the office, the TV show. And yes. <laughs> there, there's, there's an episode where uh Jim helper becomes like co-regional manager or whatever with Michael and Michael's out of the office for the day. And Jim decides he's going to combine, combine all monthly birthdays together. So instead of celebrating four birthdays in a month where they take four afternoons to celebrate these bar- parties, because that's what Mike always does. Um, Jim says, we're going to just have one party for everybody. And you know, like he's thinking he's streamlining the process, but yet also acknowledging the people and, and they, they, they hate it. They, they think it's a horrible idea, you know, but, but that idea is important. You know, I mean, I don't know, I'm guessing your wife's company is, is fairly decent size. Oh yeah. So, you know, I mean, how do you go about it now? It could be something as simple as an automated email. That's, that's set to send to everybody on their birth. Like we have computer programs that can do this, you know, but on the other side of it, you know, it could be a handwritten note that takes a little more time. It could be, uh, you know, putting uh, a, a bulletin board up or cake in the, yeah. in the, in the, in the lounge or something. You know I mean? That, that's more time and energy. I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a tough one. Cause they are all on remote. That you know that, that that adds that layer of just um, things those barriers to overcome, so to speak, right? And everybody's just again, even there, they're they're uh, they're anxious, right? That people want to get back into the office, some don't, um, you know. And there's just a lot of things going on with them. Not as an excuse, but it's like we I don't know if we don't take those into consideration or the mindset itself with leadership hasn't re- or changed or adapted to that situation. Well, I mean, you think about the fact that you said they're all on remote and I know, I know last year when we were on remote as a school, you know, one of the things you and I really tried to do was make sure we did little things to, to still connect with people, you know, but I think a lot of organizations and people in general went, okay, we're on remote. So this is what we are now. This is what it is. It's just a change in format structure, but they didn't realize that what it also was a change in was that personal connection that people were having that ability to stop by somebody's office or classroom or, or cubicle and talk to them for two minutes when you're walking into the, into your office or your cubicle or, you know, um, and I think that is what, I think that's had a huge impact on people. And I think as leaders, we have to acknowledge the fact that like, it is a different environment. It's not just business as usual. Um, you know, and I think it's uh, that mindset too. I don't think it's, I don't think it's shifted. I don't think it's adapted to it. Everybody's just kind of, okay. So when we get back to the office or when we get back to, you know, the quote unquote normal, um, then we can do these things. You know, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, but it's 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 like our, we're in this holding pattern, waiting for something, and we don't know what we're waiting for. And I think in our minds, we're rever- reverting back to what we know, and that's you know, being in an office environment, being in the building environment, or being in an environment, I should say, pre-COVID. Yeah, and I don't know that that you know it's going to happen. And I'm not sure if we've adjusted yet. No, I, I agree. And, and I think so as leaders, we have to be aware. And I know that's a struggle that you and I have talked a lot about in the last year and a half of, all right, you know, cause we're working with, with, in an, in an education with kids. And so it's, we can't just be like, okay, we're going to just take this year off. And like, yeah. it, we yep. still have to make growth and we still have to help these students learn and grow and, and promote and perform. But on the other side, we know that we're dealing with all sorts of social, emotional and, you know, just logistical issues that put 
all that almost on the back burner, but can't be, you know? So, I mean, like yeah. I'm sure in a business organization, it's the same thing. You're, you're still having to produce your product. You're still having to do your job, but it looks so much different. And there's so much stress and anxiety in each person with just COVID right now. And, and just, just life. I mean, I don't I don't know right now if it's still even a COVID thing or if it's just a life thing right now. People just are struggling with how to how to live. And 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 so like we have to acknowledge it, but then also we have to find ways to adapt to connect and to build and to start those like you and I talk, start those ripple effects, you know, and and how do you do that as leaders? Maybe it's something as simple as, hey, we're gonna make sure we acknowledge every person on their birthday. You know, something we probably do in person easily because we know we can walk by and say happy birthday. But, yeah. OK, now we can't do that. What do we do? Yeah. And then you and you get so busy sometimes, too, that I, I think like for me, I, again, once you brought that up, like, oh, my gosh, did we do that? Have we done that? And I think about how busy we've been and just trying to keep our heads above water and just really trying to figure out our place. Yeah. It's like what, as leaders, what is our place now? And what is the vision? And I feel like, and thinking about the vision of that, it's hard because it's so unknown. Like, and we don't know. Is, like what is going to change? What Correct. is going to, is it going to go back to normal? Is it obviously a new normal, but what does it look like? And it's uh, so, so as leaders, I guess, one of the things we got to think about is creating that new normal. Well, the other side of it is, is we don't know the impact of what our action or lack of action has on the people we're leading to, you know, like, honestly, I, if somebody doesn't remember my birthday, it, I'm not going to think about it. Like, I'm not going to talk about, you know, like, it's not something that yeah. it would acknowledge would me personally, if, if, you know, if my bosses didn't go, Hey, happy birthday, Ray, or didn't acknowledge. I wouldn't even think twice. Now I've also grown up. My birthday is almost always over spring break. So as a, as a kid, I never acknowledged my birthday at school anyways, because it was always over spring break, you know? Um, so birthdays at, at work at school were never really a thing for me, but that doesn't mean that there aren't people that it is important to them. You know, like it is something, you know, I, people let, I was remember talking to, I forget who it was, but I was talking to somebody on a podcast and, and one of the things that I said was I make coffee every morning for the staff. And, and he kind of chuckled that that wasn't a big deal, you know, um, because, well, you know, I'm sure like, yeah, so you make a pot of coffee when you make your coffee. And, and, and then when I told him that I don't like coffee, I actually can't stand the taste of coffee. Um, he was kind of taken back. He's like, so wait a minute, you buy and make coffee for your staff every morning but you don't drink any coffee. I go, yeah, I don't like coffee, you know, but to me, that's one of those little things. Like I know there's a lot of our staff that loves coffee. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, you know, and I remember having staff members come up to me when I first started doing it and say, do you know that by you making coffee in the morning, that takes five minutes out of my morning that I don't have to stop and get something or I don't have to like worry about like, and how much that, that little gesture makes a big difference. And, and again, I don't drink coffee. So if nobody made coffee, it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And it's something they look forward to, right? It's that little piece that they look forward to. Like I've got a lot on my plate today, but you know what? There's going to be some coffee. <laughs> it's some small like that. <laughs> and then do you know how bad I felt the one day? It was like three weeks ago. I remember you were in your office. I was in my office. 
I got in a couple minutes later than normal and I was scrambling to get like subs together or something. You were doing morning announcements and one of our teachers went in to go get coffee and it wasn't started yet. And she came back through the office like, and she joked about it. She was disappointed. Yeah. She's like, Hey, somebody's behind on the call. And like, you know, but, but as while she was joking about it, it was serious. Like she had planned on us yeah. having that there and we didn't have it. Like I jumped up, I stopped everything I did, was doing. I went and got made the coffee quick and you know, um, it was it, again, to me, it was like, okay, I'll get that. Now she was at work early that day. So in our defense, like we weren't like way behind, <laughs> like she was early. We were late. It was a combination, but you know, I mean, I think we have to, as leaders, we have to look for those things that those little things that we can do. Um, so you talked about, you know, you said, remembering people's birthdays, anniversaries, you know, significant dates for people, um, and acknowledging those or significant, you know, situations for people. Um, you know, we talked about just making coffee or, or doing like little things like, like what are other things that leaders or organizations can do, you know, like what are some things that, you know, I mean, we just had winter break and I know we, we made speaking of coffee, we made sugar coffee scrubs, you yes. know, for, for the staff. Um, which again, just little little insight between our, our our about our staff and us. Um, we passed out sugar coffee scrubs to every staff member. Now our staff is predominantly female. Um, like there's out of fifty some people, there's only four guys, five guys. That's including us. Um, the only people I know that have tried the sugar scrub so far are three of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because women already know what they are and don't care about, you know, like, and they already have their routines and guys are like, oh, what's this new stuff? I'll try it. You know, like, yeah. And they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit I used it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Like, what do we do? What can we do? Um, and, and just think about that coffee. And I do remember that time too, when she came to the office, like, where's the coffee at? And then, you know, that click too. It's like, that is something that is just so small that people look forward to. Yep. And I will admit since that day, the first thing I do when I get in the office every day is start the coffee. Like no matter what else I have to do, like I remember like that was like, it burned into me of like, okay, I got to remember that's important, you know? And I think, I, I honestly think when I ask, what do we do as leaders? I think that's one of the things we have to do. We have to listen to our people and it can't just be all right, winter break, we're going to give the staff something because we always do. It can't be teacher appreciation week, you know, and that's the only time we do. I think we got to find those ways every day and those little things when we listen to our people and hear what they do, what they need. Do you think, like for me, it's, it's always um, like connecting with their families, not connecting with directly with their families, but asking about their families, knowing their families, like knowing who's involved in their lives and asking, simply asking, you know, it might be in passing, you know, how is, how is your husband? How is your wife? How are your kids? Um, how is your mom? You know, maybe she was in the, um, maybe she wasn't feeling well or was sick or something, you know, just anything and everything about bringing it to not a super personal level, but just, you know, that just that personal level where you're asking and showing that Number one, you remember, like for me, that's one of the hardest things is to remember things about people because I get so focused on, you know, everything that's going on in the building or everything that we have to do, you know, just the, you know, just the day-to-day -day operations, so to speak. 
Um, but it's those little moments where you can take and just, you know, bring it to that personal level where the person thinks about, wow, this person remembered. Like whenever, um, you know, like district leadership, they'll come in and they'll ask about, oh, how's your daughter doing? Wow, you remember that. I mentioned my daughter two years ago. Yeah. It, I think it shows wow. that intentional connection um, that you're making and then being intentional in, like you said, remembering and acknowledging that you know this about this person. And so that's, it's some, I, I think, I think, yeah, those, sometimes those are the, the biggest things we can do to make those connections and to make somebody feel wanted and valued. Um, I, I absolutely, I think, you know, you finding what's important. I mean, we joked last year, we were on zoom all year long and I was like the king of virtual backgrounds. But I was very <laughs> yeah. intentional. Like I knew staff members who like to go snowmobiling. So guess what? My virtual background had to do with snowmobile trails. Um, I staff members who liked their, you know, liked wine. So I had a vineyard as a background. Like I, when I met with staff individually, I found backgrounds that connected to that, tried to connect to that staff. I don't know how many, I know a lot of people acknowledged it. They were like, wow, I like your background. You know, like, was that in pur on purpose? And I was like, yeah, that was on purpose. You know, like, but it was one way that I was trying to show that I, I, I know who you are and I'm still trying to connect with you. We listened. Yeah. Right. That, that's the tough part. I, I shouldn't say it's a tough part for everybody, but like for me, I, I know that's one of the things for me is listening and remembering those little pieces uh, because sometimes I think it can become like, okay, this is just a conversation. All right, let's move on. But it's not just a conversation. It is a connection. It is, yeah. a, it is that personal connection to that that other person that number one lets you know that you were listening number one and care yeah no i agree i think you know it's so easy in life i mean not even we can get out of work related environments at this it's just in life it's so easy to get caught in the day to day to day to day to day and mm -hmm. and you know you hear about you know families and 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 marriages and you know, relationships with, you know, family or, or friends that it just becomes like that ritual routine r monotony that can get old, but, but, you know, like it's just so easy to fall into. And, and so then you, I think what happens when you do that, or when you, when you're not having those um, intentional conversations and stuff, it, it becomes like, almost like people are being, feel like they can be taken, they're being taken for granted. Like you don't acknowledge them enough to know them. They're just somebody who's there, you know, whether that's family, friends, coworkers, employees, whatever. Like, and I think that's what as leaders we have to try to not do is to not give anybody that impression that they're, they're taken for granted. Yeah. That, that routine piece that, that just clicked in me. If it becomes too routine, it becomes non-emotional. Yeah. Like they're going through the motions and you might be saying something or it might be, you know, um, like you said, that little, that little connection piece that, you, that was impactful, but now is monotonous and it doesn't feel genuine anymore. It's almost like we've got to mix it up, right? We, yeah. we really got to just try not to get into that, that mundane routine. I mean, yes, we can have routines, but at the same time, if they're, if they become boring or just it, it, it starts to sound like you know just you know just lip service i guess you could say 
and it loses that connection. I think, and that I think for me is the hard part. Okay, recognizing it when it becomes um, a non-connection. If that makes any sense. No, yeah, when you're just doing it, but it's not a connection. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, and and so I think we hit on a couple of things. Like as as leaders, you know, and and I think again, we can apply this to anywhere. If you're talking to somebody, we always talk about the grocery store. You know, but if you're having a conversation with somebody at the grocery store, stranger, friend, whatever, you know, you, you've had conversations with people where you can tell they're just they're just giving you lip service. They're just, oh, yeah, yeah, you wanted to talk. OK, I'll stop what I'm doing and talk. But I'm not really paying attention. You know, like I'm not really focused on you. Um, and I think that's what we have to do as people is is almost just take the time to slow down, you know, like in life, in work, in everything, like know when it's appropriate to slow down and just enjoy that person's across from you and acknowledge that person across from you and not be in such a, I need to live life, go, 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 you know, uh, yeah. environment and, and, and feel. And like I said, as leaders, I think it can't be looked at as, oh, it's another thing to do. It's, it's something that is part of leadership itself. It's, it's part of, yes, it's something we need to think about. It's, not, it's something that we need to do, but it should not be a burden. Again, as leaders, you have to really think about this and you have to really make it a part of um, not just your daily routine, but your, just your mentality. A part of you. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like you and I both know we've worked for people. I've, I'm sure I've been this person in the past where the, 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 your employees um, or yourself feels like this person is just doing it because that's what they do now. Like that's what they're supposed to do. And I just used air quotes. I don't know yeah. why we're on a podcast, but um, <laughs> you know, but that's what we're supposed to do. Not because that's what they want to, or that's what I want to do, but it's because I'm supposed to. And I think what the key is, is coming from a place where people know that this is, this is who we are. This is what we want to be doing. Not just we're doing it because eh, we should be doing it as leaders. And I want to make you feel valued. No, I really want to value you. You know, like there's a difference there. Yeah. Not just a little side piece that you're doing little side conversations that, yeah, just like you said, I have to do it. Yeah. Like it, it can't be, that can't be part of leadership. It's gotta be authentic. Yes. I mean, we say it all the time with our students. Like they see right through anything that's not authentic. Well, so do, so do the adults. Like, let's be honest. Like, adults see it through it too, you know. And so, um, you know, whether you're, you know, at a, a out in public at a store, whether you're in your work environment or or in your family, like I think you need to be authentic, and you need to authentically show people however they need to see it or hear it too. That's the hard part. Like it, it's, it's easier with family and friends and coworkers a lot of times because you know them, but when you're working with strangers, like you need to also show them that you're being authentic, but you don't necessarily know how they need to see it for them, you know, yeah. like for them to understand or to value it, you know, and that, that can be hard. That could be real hard. <laughs> Where do I even go with this small conversation that is meaningful? Yeah. That, that's a difficult piece. Yeah. How do I make this conversation feel meaningful for them when honestly, for me, I got a million other things running through my mm -hmm. head right now. You know I mean? It, and, and that's common. Like how many times have you run somewhere to go get something like, and you're, you got a million things you're trying to get done that day. And you run into a, a, an old friend or someone that they're like, Hey, how's it going? And you're like, Oh shit. Like, 
you know um and and then you're like you're you're trying to be there and present in that but you got a million things going on that you, you know you, you're trying to get your head off, like through yeah i think that's the hardest part or you try to avoid them <laughs> <laughs> like oh no i know that person i gotta oof, i gotta i gotta go hide somewhere <laughs> well nowadays we have masks and and like you know like it's easy to be like i don't recognize with a mask and like <laughs> Yeah, I notice I see a lot of um, yeah, I see a lot of students. I see a lot of the little ones at the at the store going by, and I know they see me, and they're like, "Is that is that Mr. Randolph there?" But I always try to make it intentional to go over and say hi, and make sure the parent knows, you know, like, hey, especially if I don't know the parent, you know, we know quite a few parents, but I mean, at least to introduce, say hi, see how they're doing, and just you know, take that first step. Yeah. Like take that initial step to, and not back down and wait for them to do it. You know, I mean, that, that, that should transfer into our daily lives, into our personal lives. Um, but bringing it back to the leadership piece, that should be very intentional, like we've said. And, and it's a matter of taking that first step. Yeah. Of modeling I, that behavior. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Modeling it, modeling <laughs> it for everybody, you know, and I, and I'm, you know, I mean, that is what we talk about on this podcast is how if we make that intentional first step and we model it, what we're hoping is that people see it and then they start doing it and it continues to grow. So if I'm a leader and I, you know, show that to an employee, what I'm hoping is, is that they start doing it with other employees. And what do you end up with? A positive culture in your, in your work yeah. environment. You yeah. know, um, if you're at home and you do it with, you know, family members and you're hoping that it, it grows in the family and you end up with that positive, you know, area there, you know? So, I mean, I think, you know, that's, you know, it, it's, this episode's interesting because it's a little bit more specific than what we've done in the past. Yep. You know, in the past, yeah. we've done very general, like, this is how you, you know, you can affect people that you don't even know, but you know, this is like, okay, what about people you do know, you know, like, what about people that you're, you're connected with already? Yeah it's 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 a tough one like with my family they're very quiet and, and i think it's it's just a cultural thing and so i have to be very intentional in reaching out and i am really bad with that <laughs> really bad with that even uh my wife is saying when's the last time you talked to this person oh it's okay you know we always catch up or we just catch up when we when we see each other again but no you has you have to take that first step you know and just and you know being in a leadership role, which is new, well, it's my third year, right? Yeah. Um, but being in that leadership role where it's new, I've had to change that mindset, and it, and it, and I've had to change it in my personal life and again with my family, who's not in the state. You know, they're two thousand miles away, <laughs> but I still have to be very intentional. That um, it's been nice because I, um, you know, just recently uh, caught up with my brother again. You know, it's probably been twenty years. And so both of us have really been intentional with making sure we're staying in contact, not only with mom, but, you know, just each other. And, and I think, I think the key is like knowing your family, your person, whoever the people are and knowing what it means to them, like how, mm -hmm. how it is for them. Your brother may be cool with a, a text message every once in a while where your mom might need a phone call once a week or, you know, like, you know, like, you know, I know with my family, like my, my brother, I have a brother in Texas and, and like, he's cool with texting once in a while. And, you know, like, uh, you know, him and I having a conversation once in a while over phone, 
my mom, she wants to FaceTime once a week with my boys and I, you know, like, and if, if we don't, then, you know, like, that's not what, what works for her, you know, like what makes her feel valued. And I get that. And, and while I also will say I'm horrible at it because it's like, I get in the day to day, I need to get move, move, move. And I don't have time. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't let myself have time because I do have time. I don't let myself have time to just stop and say, no, well, this is important. We're going to do this, you know? Another aspect of that that I was just thinking about too is um, not expecting something in return. Yes. And, you know, taking that step, making that connection, reaching out, you know, trying to, to again, really uh, have that impact on somebody, making them, making them feel wanted and valued. I think it has to be done with the intention of not expecting something back absolutely because everybody sees through it when you want something back yeah you know like i mean like let's be honest like that that's almost worse than not doing it in the first place in some cases when you do something with the i'm gonna do this but i know i'm gonna get something in return or i want something in return you know is almost worse than not doing it in the first place you know because that because then the mindset is okay what do they want correct yeah is that toxic positivity no, oh, that's all. That, that's all. That's our next episode, by the way. Like, we're going to talk through that because I've got lots of thoughts on on the idea of toxic positivity. <laughs> Good segue to the next episode. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you know what? This has been a great episode. Just talking through. I love, and maybe we, maybe you know, we haven't talked about this, so I'm going to throw this out there. But maybe that's what we do for this next season because we're like in season two now of you know, our podcast, but maybe it is looking at like specifically from a leadership perspective, you know, and how all these things are from a leadership perspective. Um, and, and yes, toxic positivity is, is episode two of season two. Just, I don't know if you knew that, but I I'm telling you <laughs> now I know, now I know I knew we were going to go there at some point though. Cause I mean, I, and, and, you know, just saying, just thinking about, you know, uh, going and talking to somebody and then in their back of their mind going oh what do they want yeah like like my you know from the leadership side it's like i'm trying to make it positive but at the same time they're looking at you going they want something for me that is yeah and and absolutely getting to that next episode right (laughs) yeah and i think that's a failure on the leader's part of not being in not being consistent enough of just that conversation that connection (laughs) without having that ulterior motive, you know, yeah. there, you know, yeah. well, I, man, thanks for the conversation. This has been great. Absolutely. Absolutely. We always go into these kind of with a general idea, but where's it going to go? And I think those are the best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I love the fact that like, and let, let, we can be honest with a little, little peek behind the curtain. Um, yeah. We text each other like, yesterday day before and be like hey so (laughs) let's get this together what are some topics that you want to talk about and like we bounce a couple topics off each other and then we don't really settle on anything and we sit down to do this and go okay i think we should go in this direction and see and yeah and it never goes directly in the direction we think it's going to go no there's been a couple where i've outlined all kinds of different things and nope we go (laughs) into a better direction and see and that's the difference between you and i you outline it come prepared and i just show up with a smile (laughs) exactly well i hope our audience got like if nothing else i hope it gave them something to think about of yes if i'm in a leadership role or if i'm in a role in any role but especially if i'm in a leadership role how am i showing my people 
they're valued and how am I starting those ripple effects with my people? Exactly. I will want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for joining us. And like you said, hopefully, hopefully we got um, planting that seed, so to speak, and getting everybody to start thinking about, okay, how can I make those little pieces, little impacts as leaders? Yeah. So go out there and make a difference. Change the world, everybody. Thank you.